Hi there, I would love to tell you about an amazing small group mentoring program called Flight School that is run by The Nest. Flight School is a small group online mentoring program and we currently run two schools. Each school is made up of five groups and group sizes are roughly 40 people per group. The schools run for 60 consecutive weeks and is conducted on the Zoom platform. There are 15 mentors in each school and you get to spend four weeks with each mentor before moving on to the next mentor. Each session is roughly two hours long. In each school you get to pick from five time zones. You get a first and second choice, just in case we are not able to accommodate your first choice due to numbers. Registrations are currently open and the schools both start in the first week of July 2022. Let me introduce you to the mentors and their subjects in School 1. Ian Clayton Your Spirit Man Grant Mahoney Dominion in Relation to Nature, Angels, the Cloud of Witnesses, and the Being of Holiness Samantha Mahoney What the Health Mario Salinas Wealth Builders Stevie McKee The Deeper Way Lindy Masters Walking in the Cube and Spiritual Points of Your Life Teresa Bowen Meditating in Christ Jessica Wright Enveloped Worship Melanie Nevenhays Walking with Holy Spirit Jane Schroeder Places in the Heavenly Realms Rick Nevenhays Maturing as Sons Carl Whitehead The Interrelational Narrative of Genesis Elijah Ward A Ministry of Seeing Ray Hughes David, Singer of Secrets, Dancer of Dreams Parker Thomaston Kingdom Culture In school too you will have the same mentors but the subjects are different. Ian Clayton The Spirit of Wisdom Grant Mahoney The Spirit of Honor Samantha Mahoney Physician Heal Thyself Mario Salinas Deeper into the Mountain of Finance Stevie McKee Gleaning from the Revivalists of Old Lindy Masters Accessing the Door of Full Supply and Engaging Faith Teresa Bowen Upper Waters Journey Jessica Wright From the Heart of a Song Melanie Nevenhays Meditation and Scripture Expansion Jane Schroeder The Technology of the Blood Rick Nevenhays The Power of Breath, the Veil and the Echo Chamber of Light Carl Whitehead Interactive Narrative, the Life of Abraham and Sarah Elijah Ward Rediscovering the Throne Ray Hughes Legends Lost Heroes Unsung Parker Thomaston Hearing, Seeing, Speaking and Being What a wonderful set of subjects in both schools, it would be hard to choose which one to do first. As a participant in these schools you are able to engage in conversation, ask questions, converse with you classmates and the mentor forming close community. On top of all of this, you also have access to the community forum. There are two forums that you will be a part of, the first is the general forum. This is where you get to communicate with all the students in the school. Then there is your group forum, this is just for the students in your group. The forums are a great place to write out your experiences, engage with your classmates, and your mentors at any time. 
All of the sessions are recorded and you are able to download both the video and audio files so that you can listen to them at your leisure. The cost for the school is $2,000 per person if you are paying in full. If you would like to pay by installments then a $400 deposit is required and 10 consecutive payments of $180 a month. There are no refunds as per the school's terms and conditions. We would love to have you join us on this amazing journey. To find out more information please go to www.thenesttribe.com. God's richest blessings and we hope to see you online. Hi everyone, Mario Selenas here. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo Origin Gates Daily Podcast. Story time is here again and I would like to lay something before you to consider before I start the story that I want to share with you today that I think you may find an amusing story in it. Uh, sometimes we see someone in a certain position in life and we desire that position that we see him or her standing in for ourselves. It could be fame, it could be popularity with people, it could be having many friends when we don't feel we do. It could be wealth, financial prosperity, it could be favor with other people, it could be position in their profession and so on. And we see someone walking in these things or standing in a particular uh, uh, stance in life and we think, I want that for myself and we want that result. <clears throat> well, today's story addresses that and I would like to tell you the story and then come back to the point that I tried to raise. Uh, Danielle and I a few years back were on the island of Cyprus, which is where I was raised, and in particular in the city of Larnaca, which is the town where my parents live and my uh, brothers and I were raised. And there is one particular area of <clears throat> one of the beaches of Larnaca, because Cyprus is an island, it's surrounded by beaches, and Larnaca has uh, quite an expansive beachfront, but there is one beach in particular that has a western side of the beach that actually one can follow and end up right behind the airport in the water. In other words, the airport of Larnaca, which is one of the two main airports of Cyprus, um, goes all the way up to the beach. Of course, there's a fence and all these security measures and nobody can enter the airport without violating major laws and being subject to serious trespassing, um, you know, indictments and so on. But the beach goes all the way up to that particular fence. And very few people know that, a local would, because you grow up there and you learn all the little nooks and crannies of, of the island and of that particular area. So I told Danielle, my wife, that it would be really cool and adventurous if we swam our way all the way to the western part of this particular beach and ended up behind the airport where we know as locals the airport the airplanes come to turn around to take off when you are at this particular beach the one i'm speaking of this western side of this beach you are right behind the planes when they turn to go down the runway and take off. And I thought it would be really fun for us to do that. So we got up early one morning and we we chose to go in the morning because that's when most flights take off. 
And we got there uh, at a good time when there weren't many people on the beach. I want to emphasize that what we did was absolutely legal. We did not in any way threaten or violate uh, airport rules or regulations. We did not do anything that we could be uh, held accountable for by the authorities or anything like that. But what we did was not wise. And I'll tell you why it was not wise in just a moment. But we ended up wading through the waters and then swimming around this barricade that that separates the eastern part, if you would, of the beach and the western part of the beach. And if you go deep enough into the water, you can get around this barricade and then end up in the area that's behind the airport. Again, a place where you can be as as a, a tourist or a local, but not a place that anyone should be. And there were no signs saying, don't stand here. There were no signs saying you're in danger of, you know, the, the thrust of the planes uh, knocking you down or anything like that. Uh, but we decided to do this. It was going to be fun to watch a plane take off. In this one place, plane, it was, it was, I remember the actual flight. It was a, an Austrian air flight. The plane came around. We were watching it taxiing slowly towards that position and then it turned. And when it turned to take off, we were literally just maybe a few hundred feet maximum away from it we it was so close it came very close to the fence obviously there's a huge fence there but the only thing separating us was the fence in a few hundred yard a few hundred feet maximum maybe a hundred yards 300 feet away from us and the plane t- turns to take off and we could we could actually see the the, the, as, the as it was coming up we could see the the captain and the co-pilot uh, in, in, we could see them not clearly, of course, but we could see the, 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 the people that, that they were there in the, in the flight deck. And then as it turned, we could see some faces from the windows. It was that close to us. And then the plane turned and started to take off. And, you know, when, it, when it built up this thrust as it was starting to get ready to go down, the, the, the engines, shot out this, you, you don't really think about this until you're in this actual position, there is such a massive thrust coming from those engines. So much so that it it pushed us, literally, we turned our backs to because stones and small gravel was starting to come our way. So to protect ourselves, we realized this was a really bad idea and all the sand was just flying in our backs. We turned our backs to it and it thrust us into the water. And we were fine. We didn't get hurt, but we realized this was a really bad idea. And I guess that's why people don't do this. But it was, it was fun. We were laughing and we could actually smell the fumes. They were so strong because there's a lot of fumes all the way up uh, until the plane takes off. It's just pushing really hard <clears throat> with, uh, you know, this thrust and it's coming our way. But there's something I've thought about over the years about this foolish decision we made to go and stand behind a plane that was taking off. And and this is what I want to share with you, is that we were so close to a flight that was about to take off, but there was such a massive difference between us who were there in our bathing suits watching the plane take off and those who had gone through the process to be on that plane in the various roles that people had on that plane. For example, the pilots went through school 
and a lot of practical experience to become pilots. The crew went through a training process to become the crew and an, and an entire process to be hired on as a crew and the experience they carried to serve the people on this particular flight. And then, of course, there were the passengers. So if we were to just take the passengers and consider what they did to be on an 8 o'clock flight to Austria, uh, to Vienna to be exact, from Larnaca, Cyprus, uh, in order to catch an 8 a.m. flight, in other words, the flight takes off at 8 a.m., they had to get to the airport no later than 6 a.m. in order to check in, which means their day started at least at 5 a.m. if they were living close to the airport, most likely 4 a.m. and so on, which means they had to set alarms. When you consider the process of what one goes through to end up on a plane ready to take off, you will realize there are many, many facets to that particular journey, right? You have the, the, the trip to the airport. You have the wait in line in order to check in, you have to weigh your bags. This doesn't even consider packing, which is a whole other thing. Maybe for another, maybe for another, uh, 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 wisdom's echo podcast from me. But, but man, somebody once said, if you can, if somebody can crack being able to pack for other people, they will make so much money. Of course, that's a very personal activity. So you're not going to hire someone to pack for you because they don't know what you want. But it is quite a process, especially if you're traveling overseas for many days, like I do a lot of the times. So when you consider that you have to get a ride to the airport, you have to check in, you have to weigh your bags, you have to go through security, you have to wait at a gate, you have to wait in line to get on the plane, you have to get on the plane and put your belongings up on the uh, in, in, in the overhead compartments, and then you have to listen to all the announcements, and you have to go through this entire process. By the time someone is looking out their window and sees Danielle and me looking at them from the beach, they have gone through many, many different parts of a process that doesn't even end there. It actually is just half the journey there, right? Once the plane takes off and lands, eventually they have to reverse this process wherever they go, right? And it goes on and on. And travel is very laborious, very difficult, very um many, many steps and many facets to it. But for us to be there in our bathing suits watching this didn't really cost us anything. We just got up at seven, jumped in the car, went and got a coffee, went to the beach and waited, uh, waded through the waters to get to that part so we could do this fun, fun, but not very wise thing, right? So when someone says, I'm watching you, be prosperous in life. I want to have what you have. Or when someone sees an accomplished um, professional in whatever area of, of endeavor they may be and says, I want what you have. I want the position. I desire to have the financial package that you obtain from your work. Or I want the fame that someone who is recognized by everyone has. Or I want the prestige that an athlete has. Or I want um, the, sometimes people come to me and say, uh, you know, I've watched you for years. I've watched you speak and write books. I, I want to do what you do. And I, I always like to respond the way that um, one of the, the gurus of our age in the, in the ministry world, whose name is John Maxwell, responded to that particular 
request or comment once. He said, if you want to do what I'm doing, would you like to do what I've done? <laughs> so would you do what I did to get here if you want to do what I do right now? And, and, and that's basically what I wanted to drive home with this. It's so easy to see someone in, an, in, a, in a destination and wish we were there. It's so easy to see someone accomplishing something and superimpose ourselves in their particular circumstances and desire that for ourselves. But there is so much process and, and journey that has gone on for that person to get to that point that we actually don't see unless we start to walk through that process. So as ridiculous as it would be for Danielle and me to wish we were on that Austrian Airs flight to Vienna that morning in Larnaca, Cyprus, when we were wearing bathing suits, they didn't even have our wallets on us, as ridiculous as it would sound for us to be on that flight is as ridiculous as it sounds when someone, maybe ourselves sometime in our moments of weakness, desire someone else's position or possessions or whatever it is they have without having walked through what it took them to get there. If, if we didn't buy a ticket and we didn't go through the packing process and we didn't go through the arrival to the airport process and all the other things I described, how could we expect to be on that flight? It's the same thing in life when we desire or sometimes covet what someone else has. And I want to say that I am a student of the process and I am passionate about process. I want to walk through this journey. I want to journey somewhere. I don't want to just arrive. If someone said to me, when I have a long flight to get to Singapore, for example, you can just press this button and you'll be there. There's something I will miss because getting there is particularly enjoyable and educational and inspirational, especially if I have an assignment when I get there, there is a preparation of my heart that takes place even on that journey that I would miss out if I could just press a button and appear in that nation. And, and it's kind of like that in life. We have to go through the process. We have to walk through the steps. We have to be there every step of the way and not just wish we could be on the podium with the mic in our hand and the spotlight shining down on us. I, I, I really want to encourage the maturity that comes from walking through a process and journeying in things instead of arriving at places. And there is a maturity that comes from going through these steps and experiencing all the different aspects of a particular um, arrival, if you would, to a position or to a place in life that we would want to covet for ourselves more than the actual result or destination or position. So I encourage you to consider this. And when you see someone having something you wish you had, the question would not be, how do I get there right now? Or I wish I could have that right now. I think the right way to approach it is, what would be the next step? If, I, if this is on my scroll to accomplish for me to start to move towards that destination or towards that position or towards that state of being in life. 
I encourage you to consider that. And until we speak again, let us remain in Christ's love. Bless you guys. Shalom.